Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I am your host, Justin Lamb. This is episode 19. This is my interview with my friend, Matt. Um, you guys, this is a great interview and I'll tell you why at the end of the episode. Uh, but for now, I do want to clarify a couple things. Someone pointed this out to me and uh, actually multiple people have pointed this out to me. Uh, there are some region specific <laughs> terms that are discussed in a couple of these episodes uh, like OCC, which stands for Oakland Community College. For those of you listening in other parts of the world, not in my tiny bubble. Uh, and I also wanted to point out that I do, uh, people talk about their jobs a lot and they don't talk about like their specific duties and stuff. You know, it's not a resume, but I do use jobs as kind of a timeline buffer, you know, like in your twenties, especially like it's either jobs, school or relationships, uh, those are your timeline determiners. So it's always helpful to kind of keep a timeline going when you have something like a job history as a background anchor. Hopefully that makes sense. I do want to say thank you too, to everybody that has been leaving reviews and ratings and reaching out. I really appreciate it. I've got some crazy feedback from my alcohol episode and that means the world to me is obviously something very personal and I appreciate that so much. But uh, we'll get more into that at the end of the episode because this is a it's a great interview. It's a little short, you know. It's I think forty two minutes. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. And this is my interview with my friend Matt. Ooh, I need to say, this is our first on location interview. I go to Matt's wood shop. Spoiler alert: he's a woodworker. So check this out, and I will talk to you at the end of the episode. Don't get distracted, Justin. Uh, but good. Thank you for uh, for doing this and, and having me out here. And uh, I don't know if you have got to listen to anything. I have. I've okay. listened to a couple of them. So typically how I, like I start out with is how I know you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we worked together at Longhorn. Did you open Longhorn? No, I started uh, about two months after. Okay. Because, yeah, we opened it. Or, well, I opened it in 2004. Oh, no, no, wait. I did. I did open Longhorn. Yeah, with like Cindy's whole sorority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's, we'll edit that out. Yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, no, so we, we, we worked together at Longhorn, and then I went to LA, yeah. and I'd come back and work there when I was home yeah. and in town. And then uh, I remember when I first started dating Erica, and I was living in a house in Pontiac, I had a crazy Halloween party you were at. I remember that. That was fun. <laughs> and then, uh, then you I ran into you at penny black when you were working there yep. in between there and then between when i ran you there and now uh, there's plenty of gaps including probably the first 20 some years of your life so going back in time um are you you have siblings yep i have two siblings both younger both younger so you're the oldest yep Firstborn. yes what's the the first gap between the uh adam is two years younger and then melissa is two and a half years younger than him Okay, so you so, don't have do you, you don't have any memories before your brother's born? I'm guessing. No, it's, you don't remember. You don't remember being two years old. <laughs> no, not does anybody? Really. Um, and then what do your what do your parents do when you're when you're born? Uh, my dad was he's an engineer. Okay. Uh, recently retired, actually, but um, he congrats. At, <laughs> he's loving it. Yeah. At the time, he worked for Ford or Bendix. Okay. Uh, he retired from GM. So, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom for a while. Nice. Yeah. Um, 
Do you grow up in Michigan? Were you born in Michigan? I was born um, over in west side of the state. Okay. The name of the town just escaped. <laughs> Berrien Springs. Oh, that escapes me still. I don't yeah. know where that is. <laughs> it's, over, it's over there somewhere. Yeah, down there. Um, okay. Lived there until I was four and then moved to Rochester and grew up in Rochester. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Do you remember the west side of the state at all? No. Okay. Yeah, so I have that, a couple memories. Is like, that by like St. Joe's? Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. I have a couple of memories of we had some neighbors with a huge train set in their basement and they would always have sand dollars we'd break open. And, nice. Yeah. So I remember bits and pieces. I always, uh, I have a sand dollar at home. Nice. And I shake it and I go, oh, there's stuff in there. It's, <laughs> it's like, a, the, a little star. Is it a little star? Yeah. I, I'm afraid to open it. <laughs> no, you got to crack it. The, the tricky part is getting the star out without breaking it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the tricky part. Yeah. My, uh. My parents divorced at four, and my dad moved down to Florida. So I, I had a lot of sand dollars at some point. In my okay, life. <laughs> nice. Uh, a lot of beach stuff. Um, I'm trying to think uh, over there, in West Side State, and yeah, for those people that can't see us, which is everybody listening, <laughs> Matt held up his hand and he's like, "Over here," and I was like, "Okay, yeah," because that's how people in Michigan describe places. Yeah. Opposite of thumb, lower. Yeah. <laughs> lower corner. It's perfect. Yeah. So you move over here. Uh, Growing up with your siblings, what's that like? You guys got a good relationship? Yeah, it was fun. Um, yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> I was protective of my sister, my brother. It was funny growing up when we were really small kids. My brother didn't like my sister <laughs> at all. Yeah, and uh, we got along great. And then you know they they came to like each other. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you and your brother get along the whole time, or was he? Did he turn into the annoying little brother at any point? <laughs> uh, yeah, we had our moments. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, my, my brother and I are three years. Apart. Okay. So we, yeah, we, we never got, we still barely get along. <laughs> we get along great now. That's good. Yeah. Uh, did your mom ever go to work or did she stay at home? Yeah, she okay. started on uh, business actually for a little while. Oh, nice. What's she yeah. doing? What? Uh, selling uh, gift incentive books. Okay. Um, what's your, so you're primarily hanging out with mom when you're home as a kid? Uh, yeah. So dad's working. Did he work normal hours or was he working crazy? No, hours? all normal hours. That's nice. He, he was the one to, he, they usually got up at like four thirty every morning. Uh, yeah. He was I in can relate. <laughs> to work, I think by like six, six thirty. Yeah. And then home by like four, four thirty every oh, that's day. That's nice. Yeah. So guys, growing up, we ate dinner together, together every night. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was important. Family meals. Yeah. So do you guys, uh, still hold those traditions for like holidays and stuff for those pretty yeah. important in your household yeah okay we just had thanksgiving we uh we don't yeah. go to someone's house anymore we rent we usually like find a hall or oh some kind of place so this big family yeah there was about <laughs> 65 70 Holy of us shit. there yeah and it's who are, growing now because yeah, all the cousins all these, are who are all these people <laughs> well my dad has uh six brothers five okay. of them are here in michigan and where is everybody else? Uh, there's one, one in Florida. Yeah. Okay. One in Florida. And then the rest are else. here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, I mean, there was one missing. And... Yeah. And then they all have like three, four or five kids. Jeez. And then they're all old enough or they're all married and having kids. And that's a big family. <laughs> it adds up quick. And you guys are all close though, especially with them, I guess, all in Michigan. Yeah. So did you grow up with all your cousins? To a point. They lived in Lansing, most oh, okay. of them. So... We only saw him around holidays a couple times a year. Okay. So. What's, uh, what about high school? What's your high school experience like? Uh, 
High school, I went to Oakland Christian. Okay. Yeah. Was it uh, a very? Did you grow up in a religious household? I did. Very Christian. No. Oh. Well, you kind of yeah. <laughs> grew up Seventh Day Adventist. I'll explain that, please. Because <laughs> I don't know. Um, um, so Seventh Day Adventist is uh, they claim to be like an offshoot of Christianity. They claim to be Christians, but they follow the Old Testament. So okay. uh, Saturday is the Sabbath. Uh, not Sunday, so like starting Friday at sundown is holy to Saturday at sundown. That's like Judaism, isn't it? Or no? I think. I think so. I'm not really sure. I'm, but um, well, they have all these man-made night. rules. <laughs> like, it's insane. Like, women, on from Friday night to Saturday night, like, women can't wear makeup to church. Uh, <laughs> you can't watch TV. You can't use electricity. You can't spend money. Jeez. But you better believe you better drive your car to church and you know they're selling sermons in the lobby. And if you don't tithe, this happened to us one time. Okay. If you don't tithe. What's tithe? Tithe 10% of what you make oh, given to yeah, the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like crazy cult churches, they keep track of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like who gives what? Yeah, yeah. And so my mom and dad didn't one time. I was, I don't remember how old I was, but I wasn't that old. We were on vacation or something. We lived like 45 minutes away from this church. And the pastor and the head deacon or whatever drove unannounced 45 minutes. I remember being like, it was dark out. I remember being dark out. Jeez. Knocked on the door and asked for it. That's crazy. Yeah. So were both your parents following that when they met each other? No, my dad was. And my dad grew up really, really old school Arab. Okay. So I'm 100% Palestinian Arab. Okay. My dad grew up really old school Arab, so he was, you know, kind of brainwashed. And not brainwashed, but that was just the way yeah. he grew up. That was the old, you know. Yeah. So. That's nuts, though. For yeah. a while, it was whatever he said went, and yeah. that's the way it was. A lot of households. Yeah. <laughs> um, they stick with that to this day? No. Okay. When, no. Do, when do they get out of that, and how do you end up at your Christian high school? <laughs> So, well, I think the Christian high school part, that wasn't as important as the, like, the private school part okay. or just the, the more sheltered part that, you know, I heard horror stories of. Yeah. Keep you out of those crazy public schools. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, there was, a, there was a big falling out. You know, my parents had a big fight and took a few years of, you know, well, counseling and you yeah. know, compromising, and but yeah. they worked it out, and yeah, they both go. It's funny now; they both volunteer at uh, Woodside every weekend. What is Woodside? Uh, it's a church over in uh, Troy, I think. What kind of church is that? <laughs> non-denominational. Okay. So it's non. They uh, they work at the cafe there. Gotcha. So yeah, and then yeah, they both regularly go to church, and, and they keep their income. <laughs> no, they tithe. No. Okay. But it's not forced. <laughs> and good. it's not tracked by the church and you know, reminders aren't yeah. sent out. It's not in a book somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe for tax purposes, but yeah. other than that, no. That's crazy. So how to how did religion play a role in in for you? Uh well, when I was a kid it was just what you had to do yeah. and because of that I was like, Well, no, I'm not <laughs> going to do that and I rebelled and you know. And once you got older? Once I got older, it saved me. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, God. God saved me. 
<laughs> Elaborate on <laughs> that. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, uh, Is this a recent thing? No, uh, semi-recent. Well, that's well. That's, He's God's always always been a part of my life, but I don't know. I think the whole religion and everything. And it's easy to say, you know, God, but I think when it boils down to it, it's a relationship with Jesus Christ and with God, and it's, right. it's a personal relationship, and yeah. I, th- I think that's different for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the same for everybody, too, to a point. But it can, man, you know, whatever. So my relationship with Christ and with God didn't start till you know, a few years ago. Okay. Probably three Right around the divorce and hitting rock bottom and losing my job and well let's let's jump <laughs> let's jump back to we'll we'll come around we'll do yeah we'll do a full circle back to that so when how old are you when you started working at Longhorn twenty three okay so what do you do after high school you go right to college I tried the college thing for a little while yeah. uh, I went to Rochester College for a year. Uh, then transferred to OCC because I had found, uh, you know, alcohol and things you're not supposed to find at Rochester College. <laughs> I found. Uh, is, that, is that a private college? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah. I, well, actually, no. They just switched to university, so they might be public now. Okay. But they were private then? They were private when I went there. I'm pretty sure, yeah. No drinking. No, no drinking. No. I lived in the dorms, too, so there, was, oh, there right. were rules. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a curfew. Yeah. Storms come with their own set of... <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Ones that I signed. Fair enough. Yeah. It was my own yeah. dumbass fault. Was the expectation from your parents pretty high that you graduate and go to college? The extremely high. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very high. <laughs> um, stick with OCC or...? I uh, stick with OCC for a little while, stopped going, took a few classes, stopped going, took a few classes, and... Taking a few classes in there was more probably more so to appease mom, yeah. and maybe a, a you know a kind of a half stitch effort to figure out what I'm supposed to do in life, and you know well, maybe try this. Yeah. I love OCC. I collect yeah. I collect degrees from them. <laughs> it's also loan deferment, but you know whatever right. you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you do after that? So all the while I'm. Still working at restaurants, because let's be honest, the money at restaurants is great. Well, I started at Ruth's Chris as a busser, and then worked my way up to, like, lead food runner. Okay. And then I expoed sometimes, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, yeah. that was a lot. I learned a lot there. I worked there for, like, a year and a half. Um, and then, then I went to Mongolian Barbecue. Okay. Then I went to Longhorn. Nice. Yeah. And then after that, what did I... Oh, I then I went to... Boston Market to oh. pursue management. hey That was a dumb decision. It's, I'm pretty sure every decision you make right after you leave a restaurant... Yeah. It's <laughs> a dumb decision. Yeah. But I learned a lot. It wasn't dumb. Yeah. No, I, I learned. I got fired from Longhorn. Did you? Yeah, because I... Uh, I mean, I'm sure this was a long time coming, but... <laughs> uh, our old manager, Carol, who might listen to this. I'm friends with her on Facebook. Hi, Carol. <laughs> I'm friends with her, too. Uh, I was mad at her for so long. Uh, but she, she came up to me one day and was like, did you offer that table pepper? I said, no. <laughs> She's like, did you iron your shirt this morning? I was like, no. <laughs> She's like, go home. I was like, what? That's and, so uh, Carol. Well, cause I just like got to the point where I didn't really care. Right. And, and I, she saw I had that. personality where people at tables didn't care what I was doing. Like I didn't show up like 
my shirt hanging out and shit, but sure as hell didn't have fucking creases on it. Right. And I offered pepper if they wanted it, but I'm not going to take the goddamn thing to every table because I didn't care. <laughs> um, uh, so you go Boston Market Manager. Yeah, did that. I worked in uh, Ann Arbor for like eight months. That was crazy. It was like this third busiest Boston Market in the country. Huh. It was insane. All the college kids coming in there and getting their chicken. And yeah, shit. yeah. And then there's all the you know. It was right off of uh, right off of M14. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a McDonald's there now. They shut it down because <laughs> Mc, when McDonald's owned Boston Market, not busy Market, enough. <laughs> no, because McDonald's owns or used I'm, to owns really Boston Market. I yeah, didn't know that. used to. That's correct. So when they okay. sold them, they owned that property and kept the property. Huh. Wiped the Boston Market out and no put idea. a McDonald's there. Yeah. That's right now, I think it's Washington Road, right off of it's either 14 or 23. And then you come back up here? Uh, yeah, then I uh, worked at like the 15 Ryan store. Yeah, I worked at a lot of them. And then at the Rochester one for a year or so. Where were you before Penny Black? Did you do the mills? And I did the mills. I you were at the mills. For yes. two years, two or three years. You were, uh, you were there for one of our favorite New Year's. <laughs> Because we were living on Walton. Me and Erica had an apartment in Walton, and her sister was in town for New Year's. And I think I remember the New Year's. We went up to the mills, and you were working, and everyone's getting like the champagne toast. Yeah. And you just handed all three of us each a <laughs> bottle of champagne. <laughs> we were like, okay, this is great. That was a fun night. Yeah. Well, that was we, a, that I was remember a, that night. We ordered a ton. So the main, I think I was uh, like a playing assistant manager that night, yeah. or, you know, just for the night. So the manager, uh, Ed, actually, he. I remember handing me like a case and be like, give these out. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I think you also played a role in me playing up there a couple times during that time period. Okay. I think you just like, I mean, you just like dropped your name. Sounds about the guy sounds that right. was booking, but yeah, either way. <laughs> or rings um, a bell. Well, yeah. The Mills and then Penny Black. Then Penny Black for five years. Yeah. And I, so I, yeah. God, I forgot about that New Year's. That's fun. <laughs> nice so yeah i saw you then and i saw you at penny black a number of times and you worked with will who i knew from uh my brother and him knew each other for years and then i met him at uh that fucking play bar louie yeah so he's played all god and then uh yeah that was crazy that's how i met will and then will reached out about penny black because he knew i worked at the mills and he was like hey have you heard anything and it was fun. i actually told will like hey i wouldn't uh i wouldn't uh I don't know if I'd go there because I had heard rumors it was closing. Oh, the Penny Black? Penny Black, yeah, because at the time, the owners were kind of running it into the ground. Yeah. But then, you know, new owners took it over and saved it. But Will was a part of that, actually. But, uh, yeah, so I, I actually told him, like, I, would, I don't know about that. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, thankfully he didn't fully listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was there for a long time. Yeah, he was there longer than me. Yeah. He just left, actually. So he's yeah. been there, what, seven, seven, eight years? Yeah. Just probably pretty much as long as it's been around. Nice. Or one year less, actually. This is about the year mark where they made all the changes and then Will started. Yeah, I used to go there. Uh, I made that part of our St. Patrick's Day rotation when we would do Rochester. Bar crawls. That was that was fun. We used to. <laughs> yeah, I have some pictures from you. Of you. Oh, I bet some random people that are with me that I don't even. I look at pictures from St. Patrick's Day. I'm like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> and they're at like every bar with me, so I apparently knew them at that point. But it I happens. Zero idea who they are now. Uh, so throughout this time, relationships, like nothing. How, how many big long term relationships out of high school? 
Maybe it's like either a lot or not a lot. No, like probably like four or five. Okay. You know, not nothing crazy. A couple, of, you know, a year each. I don't know. Lessons Just, learned. Yeah, lessons learned. You know, mm. it was good for the time, and you know, molded me. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Care to no, elaborate I, on the blah blah blah? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when do you meet your wife? Ex-wife. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Penny Black. <laughs> It was actually when I first started at Penny Black, we would um, borrow, she worked at, they closed now over on. place on the bottom floor? Rochester, no, Rochester, and Rochester Road in Tinkin, right on the corner. Ram's Horn. No, (laughs) other side of town. Ah, she worked at this place that they were shared owners. Yeah. Anyway, the Penny Black would borrow her, the owners, they would borrow a few employees, and she was one of them. Oh, okay. So that's how I met her. Um, dated for a minute, ended up breaking up. Like a year, a couple of years later, dating again. It was great for a while, and then, yeah, we should have never gotten married. How long did you date before you guys got married? A couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those things, at least in my head, where it was um, the year leading up to the wedding sucked. I lost one of my best friends to a heroin overdose. Jeez. Um, she lost her grandfather. And then, like, six months before the wedding, her dad had a stroke. So everything was just so all that messed is a bad year. Up. Yeah. So in my head, I'm thinking, all right. Things will, and then add wedding stress and you know all of that on top of that. Things will calm down after the wedding, and we'll get back to normal. And uh, that didn't happen, obviously. Yeah. So, what a, I don't want to get too sidetracked here, but you, you lost your friend to heroin. Yeah. How long was he using before you lost him? Um, we're not. We don't include this. Oh, okay. But um. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Then we'll we'll just move past it. That's that's fine. Um, so shitty year, shitty yeah. year leading up to the wedding. Really shitty year. So um, my night, yeah, I naively thought that things would go back to normal after, you know, after the wedding, after things calmed down. That, that seemed like instead. Um, I mean, all things aside, like, did you was the new normal just different? because everything had happened yeah it was i mean i didn't really realize it but yeah yeah so, so what's and then i mean we kind of grew apart and yeah you know i i, I was no saint in the matter either yeah. i made plenty of mistakes yeah um what are what what happens after the wedding uh we go on our honeymoon and get back and then Two weeks later, I get a Facebook message from, I don't even know who, uh, it was actually the girlfriend of this guy who works, worked with my ex-wife, and the message pretty much said, please call me, uh, she was with this guy the other night at a bar till 2 a.m., uh, they were seen making out in, uh, uh, in the car after... Blah, blah, blah. Jeez. So it's funny. It, this was a Monday. I'll, I'll never forget. I spent the entire day in the basement doing inventory. So I got crappy service. Yeah. So I never got the message until... Well, actually, uh, 
she actually looked through my friend contact on Facebook, found someone that she knew, called her in hopes that she had my number, and then sent me a text. So I got this random text from this number I didn't know saying, read your Facebook messages. And she wasn't a Facebook friend, so it wasn't obvious, so I had to to go go searching for it. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? Really making you work for it. (laughs) Jesus. Then I read it, and yeah, it just... Downhill from there. Everything was true that you were hearing. Yeah, everything was true. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. What's your What's your first? I mean, just because I'm I'm thinking what mine would be. But what's your first reaction when you get like uh, some text from a stranger? It's like read your Facebook messages, and then it's like some stranger being like, "I know this about your wife." Uh, I think at first um, I just sat there and like I think I reread it like a hundred times, but it was funny. There was parts about the message I had no idea were actually in the message until, like, a year ago. <laughs> like, I just... Because Yeah, I just saw what I wanted to see. Tunnel vision see. on what you yeah. Were, yeah. I don't know. That's crazy, because did you have suspicions before that happened? Yeah, uh, the two nights that she met with this dude, uh, she said she was going to her parents' house. Uh, and first time, no problem, no suspicions. Second time, she gets home at, like, 3 a.m., that was the night that she got caught. Mom and Dad were having a Scrabble tournament. <laughs> no, she claims she uh, uh, fell asleep on the couch. You know, whatever. Yeah. But, and that night, I knew something was up. I knew something was up when she left. Because I almost, like a couple hours later, I almost drove to her parents' house just to see, like Starker style. Yeah. Just to see if her car well, that's was there. Like, so that's, I don't know how, we've never fucking talked about this on here. Because... I've uh, I've been in those moments where you're like, I know I'm right, like because yeah. it's it's it is a gut feeling. Yeah, my gut told me someone like, wasn't right. That, yeah, and and like when people, the denial just makes it worse, and then you like go into crazy mode because you're like, no, 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 I will like because then it's like I'm gonna prove that I'm right, and fuck you, and then uh. Yeah, I mean, I've I've fucking climbed up the side of buildings to be like looking a window, and I was fucking, I may have been, we'll say drunk at the time, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, yeah. it's a, uh, it is it is the fucking worst when you know that something's going on and, and everyone's fucking lying to you, <laughs> and then it's confirmed. Yeah, the confirmed is uh, is a weird thing because there's a justification and like I was right, <laughs> and then there's also a fuck this sucks so much yeah the whole i was right thing i don't think it plays i don't think it matters for me it does. <laughs> for me I, I don't think that entered at all i just remember reading that sitting in the chair for like i don't even know how long but uh i immediately went upstairs got my car and drove home and confronted her i was like is this true yeah and she didn't deny it to her credit that's good yeah because that would, I'm sure, send further down the fucking rabbit hole. Yeah, she didn't think it was that big of a deal, but... <laughs> yeah, that's what... Yeah. That part I didn't get. Jeez. So. So was that over from then? No, oh. it wasn't. I actually... She somehow convinced me not to tell anybody. And, um... Which I guess makes you wonder, too. Like, what the hell's the matter if anyone else knows? Because, like... Right. Well, she was embarrassed. It would hurt her. And I was embarrassed that, you know, yeah. we've been married for less than a month and I already have to explain why my wife's cheating on me. Yeah, I imagine. That, that, was, that sucked. That's, well, that's, whether you have pride or not, that's going to fucking 
that's gonna go in with its teeth right there yeah so no i tried to stick it out or tried to work on it i guess even though i was the only one that was trying you guys do counseling or anything no never wanted to i offered she just had no interest like when i say we never should have gotten married we never like yeah we never should have gotten married so how much longer do you guys stay together so that was get married at the end of September. I found out beginning of October. Uh, I move out in January. Okay. And the divorce is final April 6th. So nice little six-month marriage. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you do then? Um, I lost my job at the time. Because I was just a mess. In a bad place. In a very bad place. Yeah. Uh, so, lost, stopped working at Penny Black. Um, really, that was January-ish. So, getting kicked out of my place, um, lost my job, I moved back with my parents. Because they were, you know, and I just, you know, didn't have much money. Spent like four grand or five grand on Aruba wedding and yeah, that shit'll break you quick. Yeah, and I'm not terribly good at saving you, so that didn't help. Yeah. <laughs> um, when do you? I'm gonna kind of shift the gears here. When do you first start getting into because woodworking? So we're sitting in. I don't even know if we said it yet. No, we're I sitting. We in, alluded. We're to sitting it. in your in your woodworking shop. Yeah, we're, we're sitting in my 400 square foot small woodworking shop yeah. but you know I, Surrounded I got everything by I need exotic hardwoods and uh and tools yes. lots, lots and tools <laughs> uh when did you get into woodworking um i've always kind of been a the builder just something your dad did take in no um he was handy he was definitely handy like yeah. fixing stuff around the house like he built the deck at the house i grew up in and you know it was definitely handy around the house and i learned a lot from him um, but I was always the kid that I took everything apart. I want to see how it's made, what's in there, why does it do what it does, and what makes it do what it does. Yeah. And so, like, toys, and it's funny, Adam, my brother, growing up, he never put anything together in his life. <laughs> because I loved to do it. He yeah. didn't. He'd rather go outside and run around. Yeah. So he would just give me all of his toys. I'd put them all together, give them back, and he'd play with them. I had it was that perfect. relationship. Yeah. <laughs> My mom hated it. She's like, you need to learn. That's funny. But I loved it. Yeah, so I was always building stuff. And then at Penny Black, I built, like, a couple small things, just, like, the wine rack thing, just because we needed it, and it was cheaper than buying one. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I always had an interest, but... When do you dive in? Because, I mean, you got... So... You, you do some very is, fine crafting stuff, like like, it's not... Knowing how to do dovetail joints is not like, oh, yeah, it's just something I picked up along the way. Well, yeah, it is. I just watched some videos and just practiced. Yeah. I mean, so I move home, and then, so I'm a mess. I, you know, sleeping in bed, and and my parents had just moved into this house a couple years earlier, and the, the bedroom upstairs didn't have any furniture in it. So my mom, in an effort to, this is a few weeks after, like, in an effort to get me, you know, out in the sunlight and daylight and, yeah. you know, actually do something. She's like, let's go furniture shopping. So, okay. So we go. Meanwhile, she leaves dinner on the stove. So we were gone for about an hour and 45 minutes, I think. 
So we come back. Thank God there was no fire. Oh, I was going to say, when does this end with the house burning to the No, but it ends with about $55,000 worth of smoke damage. Jeez. Yeah. So it was, there was lamb in it. So it was an Arab dish and uh, the water ran out. She was boiling lamb. The water ran out. So it was a protein fire. So protein fires, apparently the smoke are extremely oily. Interesting. And it gets what on every weird fact about fire. Right? <laughs> but it gets into and onto everything and does not go away. Huh. So everything in that condo, everything was professionally cleaned. The they took every article of her clothing out, had it, you know, dry cleaned, mm. they carpets, repainted the whole place. So new, did it the whole thing fill up with smoke? New appliances, yeah. Like yes. to the point where I ran upstairs to open windows and I couldn't see about fifteen feet in front of me. Wow. It was that heavy smoke. So after all this, we're sitting there one night, and they're talking. They're talking about how they want a California closet style closet because they have a you know a walk in. It's a newer place. So, but you know it's like fifteen twenty thousand dollars. It's crazy. So I'm like, I can do it. Like you buy the wood, I'll build it. Nice. And they're like, Well, can you? You know, blah blah. blah. I was like, what you know? What do I have to do right now? <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing but time. I got nothing but time. So they're like, okay. So, yeah. I spent probably like three or four months on it. Just took my time and learned pretty much how to woodwork building this closet. Nice. And I did it all with dados and, you know, so yeah. everything slipped together. And That's sweet. Yeah. So yeah. after that, uh, you know, posted it online. And then one of my mom's friend's sisters. Sure. <laughs> Saw it and was like, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. I want one. Yeah. Said, okay. Went to her house and built her one. And then, yeah, just went from there. And then uh, another of a childhood friend actually bought a kitchen table from me. And then, and mind you, I'm building all this out of my parents' uh, garage, which is a two car. Yeah. And I only got one side of it. And I had to break it down every night so they could fit a car or two cars. Yeah. So. During the summer, it was fine. I could leave some of it, like, yeah. up. So, like you know, winter. Winter, no. <laughs> so it was, like, tearing it down, setting it up every day, and then, yeah, so. Then I went from there, and then, yeah. Then I found this place on uh, the marketplace. Started buying wood from yeah. this guy who owns a, a unit, and then, yeah. yeah. That's great. And so, did you... I mean, did you get, learn all this on fucking YouTube or like? <laughs> no. So I, I'm really good at like figuring stuff out how to do it. Yeah. So honestly, what I did was just I spent oh a good two three hours a day for a couple of years on Instagram. Nice. I just followed every woodworker I could, <laughs> and I looked at what they did and how they did it. They all and, do different methods and shit. And, yeah, yeah, and they all use different tools and different brands, and they you know and not even the brands and the tools, but just like hell, I didn't even know eighty percent of the tools existed before I started this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a jointer, I had no idea what is a jointer. <laughs> what the hell's a jointer? <laughs> oh wait, shit, do I know what a jointer? Is? <laughs> I keep thinking of the little biscuit cutter. <laughs> no, that's a that's a good biscuit joiner. Joiner is like a, you know what a planer is, how the knives are on top. Yeah. 
joiners. Yeah, yeah, I know what joiners. I yeah. used fuck yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a. I used one to make planer. my damn little guitar box. Yeah. <laughs> um, has this been kind of therapeutic for you? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just kind of like doing I, your own. Yeah, I called that closet like my uh, my saving my salvation closet. Like it saved me. Uh, well, speaking of not save, really, yeah, but the thing that did save you. Let's go back to uh, religion for a second because I think we're in the right timeline here. Nice segue. <laughs> yeah. So I grew up with religion, and um, yeah, yeah, I never really had a personal, like in I guess vested interest in you know forming a yeah. personal relationship. Because I had heard that term before, and like, what does that mean, and blah, 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 and yeah, I was, I think it was like in a bed, just laying there, feeling like, you know, I'd rather be dead than, yeah, just, you know, saying, all right, what's up, you know, I'll follow, you know, let's go, you know, my life's yours, do what you want with it. Absolutely. I'll, you know, learn about you, I'll read about you, I'll do my best to you know live like christ did and i'm gonna mess up and he knows that and, and you're technically a carpenter now <laughs> yeah funny <laughs> went full circle <laughs> so uh i mean what's that what's that look like the next day Were you laying in bed that night and then uh nothing it, yeah for a while it was just you know continuing you know there's no yeah for me at least it wasn't like this big spark went off and lightning or you know, nothing appeared, or it just, and then it, my brother actually, my brother's a youth minister, actually, oh. <laughs> and uh, so he actually was sending me daily emails um, on some studies that he was doing, and so that helped a lot, and so I guess then I just kind of made it a point, uh, I at least started out five minutes, I would read the Bible, so I downloaded a, an app, yeah. and started with some reading plan, or whatever, and like, so for five minutes, I'd do it, and rarely was it ever five minutes. You know, it was 10 or 15, then, you know, longer and long, longer. Awesome. Yeah. So it started with that, and then, yeah, it was never, for me, it was just a gradual a gradual process yeah. and just trusting and, yeah. Kind of gave you something to live for at a time you didn't feel like you had yeah. much to live for. Yeah. Nice. And you know what? He's never let me down. Yeah. You know, every time I get, every time I get close to, you know, finishing my project list and, you know, whatever. It's like, oh, wow, yeah, next week I'm going to have nothing to do. I get, like, four calls. <laughs> no joke, every time. Yeah. And it's awesome. He's That's awesome. definitely providing. That's awesome. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very it's thankful. It's good to have that something. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, and here we are on Sunday in your church. Which yeah. is the, well, the workshop. <laughs> I mean, my I may of, be reaching, but yeah, slightly, <laughs> just a little. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's really cool. Uh, so I guess over the, uh, you know, throughout your twenties, the jobs, the relationships, uh, your marriage, uh, finding religion in your own way. What's, what's some advice that you would impart or some lessons that you've learned, some things you've had to overcome maybe like take accountability for or or something that you just would share yeah stumped you no <laughs> i don't know one thing is uh just to, live for yourself like live for you like yeah. you know don't who cares what other people think 
That's, I mean, that's it, it's a very great advice. broad <laughs> statement, but when you really get down to it, is you know, a lot of people, what other people think drives their everyday actions for everything. Especially how in the age of social media, what they put on, <laughs> you know, how they drive, what they, who cares? Yeah. What does that get you? Like, just, just do you, yeah. and just be kind. Try to make the world a better place, and even more people just did that. Half of this shit wouldn't be going on. Yeah, I mean, we we deal with a lot of. Uh, a lot of stuff on here just involving like kind of what you put out there or, or just the fact that like you need to find your own like happiness before anything like can't be happy in a relationship if you can't be happy like with yourself you know right uh you try to externalize all the stuff that you need to really internalize uh and then social media is a fucking rat trap because <laughs> like, yeah uh, you know i mean it's a double-edged to, sword to likes and <laughs> it's helped me grow my business but oh hey i mean we're on a podcast called friend request exactly right so, <laughs> preaching to the choir on that but no, it's definitely a double-edged sword yeah it's it's what you want to take out of it really uh yeah that's not that's not bad advice to give yeah and i think they'll find me ha- find your happiness people i know i did try to put it on a very broad pedestal and like i gotta find that one huge thing that's gonna make me happy you know and i don't think that's it at all i think it's just the little stuff every day it's you know just appreciate the little moments and i think that can definitely lead to your happiness and i don't know yeah i agree yeah i love it that's it (laughs) uh is there anything we didn't talk about you want to talk about uh I don't dovetail find woodworking shameless. <laughs> well, plug. yeah, we know we got a plug. <laughs> um, I definitely want to do that as a close, and then I'll put on the caption and everything. Cool. Tag you uh, so people can check it out. Because, yeah, you're doing some crazy good stuff. Uh, I Thank love you. all the pictures you're posting. I'm excited to see. You guys can't see it yet, but I'm excited to see that done. Uh, I'll post it cabinet. soon. It's a liquor cabinet. Yeah, it's it's badass. And, uh, yeah, I, I've seen, I, ever, I learned a bunch of stuff today, and I'm going to go buy some expensive waxy stuff that <laughs> <laughs> that I'll use a lot less than you do, but still, fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, check check it out. Dovetail Woodworking. Dovetail I, Fine Woodworking. I'm sorry. You're good. I'm editing all of this. Yeah, it's just going to be like... Dovetail Fine Woodworking. I'll just do like a digital voice and say it. Can't fuck it up that way. Uh and yeah, man, thanks for having me out here. I appreciate you coming out. It's been it's been a lot of fun. I'm excited. Uh, when we when we're done here, we're gonna build our own skateboarding decks. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna build a press first. <laughs> yeah, you get working on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you, and thanks for sharing all your stuff. And um, hopefully, we'll get get some more projects out for you too once people <laughs> yeah online and see this stuff. All right, you just listened to episode 19 with my friend Matt uh, on location at his little wood shop. That was that was really fun, and I kept looking over. I think I mentioned it in the episode, but I kept looking over at these skateboard decks, and I was like, did you build those? He's like, no, I don't have the tools. To, <laughs> I don't have a heat compressor. I didn't build skateboard decks, and I was like, well, damn, because that would be cool. <laughs> but Matt, you can find him on Instagram at Dovetail Fine Woodworking, and he does custom projects and uh, really has... I mean, he found something that he is exceptionally good at, and that's that's great for him. I'm very happy for him. You can check out some of his work there. 
And if you want something custom built, I'm sure he'd be happy to take on the extra work. And I want to thank him for being so candid about his divorce and his experience with religion. It's always a touchy subject for me. I don't know why, uh, but I'm not a religious person. So I, I enjoy hearing about people, um, regardless of their faith of like how they found that and what that's like for them. It's very interesting, but I appreciate it. And I, uh, want you guys to please continue to follow on Facebook and Instagram at friend request pod. You can follow on Twitter at friend request JL. It's funny cause I don't do anything on Twitter. I'm not good at Twitter. Uh, my wife will often show me things on Twitter and then have to explain it to me because I just, I don't get it. I don't know why. Maybe it's cause I don't care. Um, I'll never be president at this rate. I gotta be better. I gotta be better at Twitter. Um, that's about it, guys. It's been it's been a great year so far, even though we're only six days into it. But <laughs> I'm excited to see what 2020 brings, and I'm excited for you guys' feedback. I'm excited to post the relationship episode with a professional counselor that I sat down with. Uh, so much good stuff happening, and I really appreciate everything you guys are doing. If you find a minute, even right now, if you're already in Apple Podcast, just click on Friend Request, and then scroll down where you see the star ratings and give us a rating, preferably five stars. I would appreciate it. And that's it. Let me know how you guys are doing. I love you. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.